Two brothers when united form the Star Wars Majors with the power to review Star Wars movies and basically say anything that comes to their mind. Fighting the powers of the dark side with their mouths. Here's your hosts, Jake and Eli Hollingsworth. Hello everyone, I'm Eli Hollingsworth and I'm joined by my brother and co-host, Jake Hollingsworth. And hello, everybody, every... F- uh, no, I'm not going to try and name you guys, because we're not the Marvel majors, because this isn't the Marvel season. I would call you guys true leavers, but since... But anyway, mm-hmm. hello, everybody. And yeah. also, we are back on a Saturday. And also, sadly, there is... Well, actually, no, there is a little bit of news. This isn't huge. But it's got people buzzing, like bees, buzzing, 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 buzzing. But um, the thing that's been floating around is that Tom Holland just recently posted on his Instagram a picture of him on the set for Spider-Man 3 wearing the Spider-Man Far From Home suit, the red and black suit. And it says, wear a mask, I'm wearing two. Which is actually which is actually pretty funny. He's wearing a mask over the mask he's already wearing. And if, if you look at that, if you go look at that picture, you'll see that there's like a blue screen in the background... And so yeah, he's obviously on he's all he's obviously on set filming Spider-Man three, but there, there's not going to be very many set photos because this, this they're locking it down because they don't want anything getting out about Spider-Man three. They want it's basically another Endgame, but with Spider-Man. It's basically Endgame, but with Spider-Man three. They're keeping se- they're keeping it secret, making sure nothing gets out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but- and also, but it is confirmed that we will be getting our first look at Spider-Man three sometime in December. So not too much longer of a wait. Mm. Um, and also, people are getting early review copies of Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh, that's and right. The reviews are pretty positive because we are only let's see, um, like so we have today, s- like five Sunday. days away. Yeah. So, okay. So we have to wait. Let's, let's count. Sunday, so Monday. Sun, no, Sunday, Monday, Monday Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday Thursday. Thursday. Five days. Yeah. Yeah, we're five days away from the release of this game. I'm super excited because everything we've seen just gets me more and more hyped for the possibility. Especially since you just got even more hyped because of the Into the Spider-Verse suit. Yeah, which oh, we've seen all the other suits in the game, like every single suit that's in the game. And they're fine, but I'm just like... Mm. A lot of them are original designs because... my The only ones that I like are the classic suit, Into the Spider-Verse suit, animated suit, um, and maybe the 2099 suit oh really maybe yeah they had to come up with a lot of original designs because yeah. miles doesn't have that many designs in the comics yeah every other design i'm just like yeah okay. what about the 2020 suit i know a lot of people love that suit really yeah i don't really care for it yeah i don't really care for it either but yeah i'm super excited for this game it just looks amazing and we got to see the first 22 minutes of the game we actually got to oh. see the full right. rhino boss fight not stuff cut out actually he's not wearing his classic red and black suit in that part that, yeah he's we wearing a now. makeshift homemade suit yeah which is just a spider a spider extra spider-man suit with like a jacket over it so yeah and also they revealed the two other suits for the spider-man ps5 remaster and and uh, they're not not very good yeah i'm just like (laughs) uh, there's it's basically just like um what insomniac did for the dlc there's one there's one really good suit the amazing spider-man one suit 
There's an, a mediocre suit, which is the um, armored, de- the, armored. the armored advanced suit, and then the me- the one that I just actively don't like is the armored arachnid. Yeah, mainly just because I don't like anime, and that's what that sh- that's what that suit is referencing. So that's referencing something from that Japanese. Uh, Spider-Man live-action show. Yeah, I'm just like... And I really was hoping for this Hazm 2 suit. Honestly. I know I despise that movie, but that suit was awesome. That suit was just perfect. But I was really hoping for it to be in this game. But, no. And when they said three amazing new suits, yeah, one of them is amazing. The other two are okay. And also, people have noticed the armored advanced suit, which we technically already got that with the anti-ox suit. But people have pointed out with the with uh, armored advanced suit that we technically that um it's it's a lot similar to the track suit that Miles has in Spider-Man Miles Morales, and people are saying it's very similar to the um, PS5 color code of white and black. So basically, people are saying that it's basically just them celebrating the PS5's release by both of them wearing black and white, which I can totally see that. How yeah. they basically just made suits to celebrate the PS5. Does that mean that Spider-Man and Miles are PS5 lovers? Well, PS4, well, PlayStation lovers, I should say? Yeah. Well, obviously, because they're both exclusive to PlayStation. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm just not a fan of these suits. Yeah, the Amazing Spider-Man 1 suit is probably the... Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 1 suit is going to be... Out of the PS5 remasters, the Amazing Spider-Man 1 suit is going to be the only one that I wear out of those three new suits. Yeah, me too. Overall, I was disappointed with those two new suits. Yeah, I was like, oh, yay, what is it going to be? It's just like, mm. I was hoping for the Tassin 2 suit, and I know Eli was hoping for a Peter Parker suit. Oh, yeah, I, suggest, I was like, whoa, wouldn't it be cool if they did a Peter Parker suit? But, nah. I was saying I wanted that suit, but nope. But overall, I was just, um, um, this isn't gonna hurt my expectations for the PS5 remaster. It's just I was a little, let, it's just I'm a little let down because of that. Mm. Obviously, I'm still gonna play the remaster, but still, yeah. But anyway, moving on. What's what is our main topic today, Monsieur? Um, our main, oh yeah, our main topic is the Greatest Showman, which is very, which is very random. Yeah, but um, we can think about again. it. Greatest Showman and Star Wars do not. Mm, Greatest Neither, Showman and Star Wars do not go together. Neither does Sonic the Hedgehog in Star Wars. Well, that's true. Well, in a way, Greatest Showman and Star Wars go together because they were bo- they were both owned sort of by 20th Century Fox. Yeah, so it goes more together with it than than Sonic the Hedgehog does. Okay, but anyway, on to the Greatest Showman, which yeah, um, yes, Wolverine this... and Troy Bolton star in an animated musical. No, it's not animated. It's not animated. It's it live action. It's pretty. The the um. Actors are pretty animated, not like cartoons, but they're like, you know, very expressive. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. You could use animated in that sense. <laughs> but I like how you said it. Wolverine and Troy Bolton star in a, mus- in a musical. Yeah, well, they <laughs> they do. Yeah, it's kind of true. Troy Bolton g- goes back to his roots of musicals, and Wolverine tries something new. Well, yeah, well, yeah, Wolverine's just trying something just trying something new. Uh, well, that's just because I think this movie came out after Logan, so Hugh Jackman had already ended his run as Wolverine. Yeah. And so he now he was then he was moving on to a musical. Now he's just like, mm, I'm done with Wolverine. I'm gonna try something different now. Yeah. And um, apparently the critics did not like the movie. I know what is wrong with these. What, what is wrong with those critics? Those critics need to get their brains checked. Critics were like, the songs are bland and forgettable, and like. Uh, excuse um, me. This is me. I've heard about ten thousand times. Yeah, that is definitely not forgettable. 
I'm I'm annoyed with how much people are just like this is me. I've heard a lot. Look I've, out, cause she, I, I'm not gonna. I mean, the songs. I, if I had to pick a song that would be forgettable, I think it would probably it would. Mm, I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't. Honest, no, I can't think of a song that would that would be forgettable. Mm, I yeah, I can't think of one, or at least I can't remember one. Yeah. It'd probably be the one. No, no. Wait a second. Which one? Which, hmm. Yeah. See, I can't think of one. So. I think. I think if I no, if I had to pick one, I I if I had to. Okay, sorry. If I had to pick <laughs> one song that would be forgettable, it's probably the one that um, Wolverine's wife sings. Oh, I love that song. I know it's a good song, but I'm just saying I don't hear yeah, it very often. That would actually often. cross into my mind of thinking of forgettable songs, but um, <laughs> it's I love that song. I like that. It's one. a good song. I'm not saying it's bad. I would I wouldn't I would never say any of the songs are bad, but I would say that out of all of them, that one is the one I hear the least. Yeah. All the other ones I've heard more of. So I would. I've really say, only heard "This Is Me" about. 10 billion times yeah. i think this is me is the most popular out of all of them which why is it the why isn't this is the greatest show of the pop most popular one because that's the name of the movie yeah yeah it's like if this is me i'm like um okay it's a movie called this is me like like th- seriously okay. the, how much i've heard this is me like it makes me annoyed with the song like i'm like okay it's a good song why is everybody so obsessed with it i, I just don't get it i don't know i think this i think this is the greatest show is the best song what no i think um, no come alive the, no come alive is my favorite come alive is really? awesome Yes. I really like the other side. That's more type. That's more my type of. Um, Which one's the other side again? I forgot. The one we're in the bar and they're passing the. Oh, that's a good song too. I love that one. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like I was saying, the, I forgot the name of the one that the wife sang, but still, even though that one's good, I would probably say that's the one that is probably forgettable. And I hear, I don't hear that one very much. Yeah. All the other ones I've heard at least once. Really. Yeah, I haven't heard any songs besides this is me, but uh, enough about the music itself. I mean, it is no, a musical. No, we so. should talk about. No, we should keep. So it is the main attraction. Yeah, obviously, because this is musical. Now, okay, honestly, some people might not like me like me for this, but I'm not too big. I'm not too crazy for the one that young Wolverine sings before he matures into a man. <gasps> a million I'm dreams. I'm sorry. Oh, that's what that's what it's called. Man, I, I can't remember you these. Don't, you don't like a million dreams. I can't remember these names. Okay, it's not a bad. Million Dreams is not a bad song. It's just, I don't go crazy for it like most other people do. That's that's where I stand on that one. Mm. I would never say, I would never say, like I said, I would never say any of these songs are bad. Never in a million years. Yeah, neither would I. But it's just, some of them rank lower on me, yeah. on my list, than, than some of the other ones do. Hmm. Some of them... Rank, some rank higher than others. That's all I'm gonna say. That's really like from now on. Oh, that's that's the same song when you're singing in the ball, in the, in the bar. Sorry. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um. Yeah. Sorry. Um. So. Um. Yeah. But also, of course, I wouldn't know. Yeah, that know. one when he's running after the train and it looks yeah. super fake that he's singing at the top of his lungs and he's running. Yeah. yeah he's he being tired. Though? Yeah. It's like wrong now, on. and then there's like that really kind of not that good color corrected CG. Okay, honestly, I thought the story was a little. I thought the story was a little um weak, if you will. You think it was weak? That, that, no. Um, it's a powerful story about diversity and and um equal. Okay, not that, yes. but still, some parts are kind of some parts of it. I would say are kind of boring though. Yeah, I can see that. I, I get bored where someone... Where well, again, the story's not the main attraction. It's the music yeah, that's the main exactly. attraction. Yeah, exactly. There's some... I mean, the story's good. Because, like, like, that's exactly... 
that's how it should be. We shouldn't be. We should, we need to treat people equally. That's I'm not saying that part's bad. I just get bored at some of the parts where it's just them talking about certain about specific stuff. That stuff kind of is where I get bored. Mm. And I go night night. I'm just kidding. I don't get. I don't, I never fall asleep during movies. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Even if I like the movie, I fall. Asleep. Yeah, you felt you fallen asleep in Lord of the Rings many times. Yeah, I can't stay awake during Lord of the Rings. I missed one of my favorite parts, and I'm so annoyed. When we watched The Hobbit, I I almost fell asleep. <gasps> I know, it's sad. How dare you? But I managed to stay awake. I'm like, no, I will not go to sleep. Because if you guys don't know, I've, I've never fallen asleep during a movie. Eli has. Yeah. But enough about, about, but enough about going... Why do we keep getting off topic? These past We're not episodes. getting off topic. We're just talking about sleep for like five seconds. We talked about sleep on our first on our first Star Wars episode, but moving on from that. Hey, it sounds like the Joker. We're just talking about sleep for like five seconds. No, no wait, that sounds like more like Liam Neeson on helium. We're talking about sleep for five minutes. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, moving on from sleep and helium and Liam Neeson. But yeah, like like you were saying, yeah, the songs are the main attraction, but there's a lot of space. In between songs, I wouldn't say that. Well, yeah, there's like 15 minutes. Like, like I feel like there's a song every two seconds. No, I think there's, there's a song every five every five minutes, probably. That's like no time. And also, um, what's that one called where Troy Bolton and MJ are singing together? What's uh, that song called? Um, uh, rewrite the stars. Rewrite the stars. That one's good. Uh, I like it. I don't. I don't go for the like that. Yeah, I wouldn't go for it like that either. But it's, it's too, still it's really like, good. It's too dramatic for me. I'm like, <laughs> um, it's too you. dramatic for you. Yeah, I don't like it. It's How comes on too strong? Um, I don't know. Wow. Okay, you. I, don't know. I would never. Li- I'm never like super amazed with these songs because they're a little bit more modern. It's like trying. Yeah. It's like a Broadway musical, but it's more modernized. And there's like, it's like a very modern musical. And I'm like, I like the old. Broadway, uh, like just, like Disney, you just, you just like Aladdin. Broadway. You just like Aladdin. That's the, the only musical you like is Aladdin, isn't it? Well, because that's like Broadway musical at its best. Like the '90s Disney animation in the '90s, that was Broadway musicals at its best. It was like that's like quintessential Broadway. And then in this, we've got like these fat beats dropping and these like synths and these uh, you know all this other stuff. Whereas it's like it's like. I don't consider it. I would never consider this a Broadway musical, and I don't think it's trying to be a Broadway musical. Well, I think we can both agree that this does not capture what P.T. Barnum actually did. Yeah, P.T. Barnum didn't break out in his song when he was doing these things. Yeah, it wasn't. I wouldn't say this is. I don't think this was even. I don't think this was even close. I think P.T. Barnum was like a bad guy, wasn't he? No, I think I thought he was. I from what I heard, I thought he was. He was the one. I thought he was fighting against slavery. From what I heard. Well, but I don't know. Like, I think in all these in all these movies where they try to recreate a historical event of a real person, they always get it wrong. Have you noticed that? Well, of course they're not going to do it like word for word because we don't actually know what happened there. There's like a fantasized version of it. Well, that's true, and there's very few accuracy. But yeah, and of course, like yeah, like we were. It's we like he's taking about the song. It's like it's like taking the story and making it like a fictional. It's like um non-fiction fiction kind of yeah it's like like what like it's like you know because because it's a musical so you can it's way more like expressive and um like kind of romanticized yeah version of it well and also and also again back to the songs this is kind of this is kind of the only thing that when when the greatest showing comes in in the conversation the only thing you can really talk about is the songs 
But yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like this is me. I don't know. I kind of agree. I wouldn't. I would never say this is me is bad, but. I don't know if I've. I don't know if I'd say it's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, it's not like so great as everyone says it is. Yeah. Again, I, I don't like the modern stuff as much, and I like I like the old, you know, kind of classic Broadway. And this is not classic Broadway. Cough, cough. So. Aladdin. Cough, cough. Yeah, exactly. Well, if Aladdin's my favorite movie ever, then of course I'm gonna love the the music again. Well, with Aladdin too, the music's the main attraction. So. Uh, or one of the main attractions. Robin Williams is also the main attraction. Yeah. Um, but then you, if you don't love the music in the line, then you might as well just not like the movie because music is one of the main points. And then, um, what's so the, what's, I like there was that, another song. I like that type of Broadway music. Like the Disney animated 90s Broadway style where it's just, you know, like it's, very, it's just very classic. It just It's just like that. And, um, and this is not, this is like that, but then the, you, know, you got these, Fat beat again, fat beats and synths and electronics. I just, I just don't like that. Ugh. There was another song that I wanted to talk about. Um, okay, oh no, Come Alive, I think. Like I said earlier, Come Alive is, is like the best song in this whole movie. I know some people will just be like, what about This Is Me? No, Come Alive's better. That's, what, that's my argument. To, that's my rebuttal to everybody who says that. I think that Come Alive is like, I think that Come Alive is the most underrated song out of all of these. I feel like no one ever talked about, I feel like no one ever really talked about that one that much. Okay, but why do you think it's so good? Because it's so good, obviously. You think it's so good because it's so good? It has Wolverine singing the song, Eli. Uh, uh, Mike, drop. That's hardly a reason. Um, just because whoever's singing, that's like if you say, you say. Well, I just like the, I just, I just like, I just, I don't really have a good reason for why I think it's the best. I just, I really like it a lot. And out of all of them, that's the one I listen to the most. And maybe even the only one I listen to. But no, no, that one and greatest show and this is the greatest show are the ones I listen to the most. Yeah, out of all of them. Honestly, everyone's like, "Oh my goodness, this is me is like the best okay. thing ever." We need to talk about the actors themselves instead of just the songs. Yeah, we, sorry, we, just, we got swept away in the, in the songs, just, but that's just because that's what this movie was mainly made for, was to make really memorable songs. I, and, know, I think they favorite the bearded lady. Nah, mm, uh, yeah. I can totally see that. Well, you, what would you care to elaborate on that, little bro, bro? Mm, I don't know. I mean, she's just like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like, like you know, there's just this feeling that they kind of favored her a little bit. Have we touched on? Have we talked about our sensing of favoritism? I think we movies? did. I think I feel like it was in our Age of Ultron episode. I want to yeah. say Jake and I can tell when filmmakers or you know TV show makers or whatever. They they really want to focus on one specific character because they love that character and they're gonna focus on them, and just like you know give them the spotlight even though they're supposed to be just this like random side character. Um, and what's is there an example in Marvel? Um, hmm, I can't think of an example. Yeah, oh, I can. no, there is an example. Wolverine in the in the X Men. Yeah, movies. in the X Men movies, yeah, Wolverine. Everyone they they favorite Wolverine so much. Not that that's a bad thing. So they, Wolverine's awesome. And so it just makes them like if so, if filmmakers favorite a character, then it makes them make irrational choices that don't make any sense within this context, just because they love this character. Because that's basically just like you're taking all the other characters and putting them on the back burner, or give them and in, putting yeah. the the you know, the character that they act that character they want to focus on the most in the spotlight. Mm, but like so, then they'll do dumb things like. Uh, they're like making lame excuses for, 
She's like, oh, but if you if you go like in Days of Future Past, if you go back in time, your brain will snap. And he's like, what if someone's brain can snap back as fast as it snapped apart? And I'm just like, oh yeah, of course they're gonna, of course they're gonna have Wolverine go back in time because they just favorite Wolverine. But not, not that that's a bad thing. Wolverine's amazing. Don't get us wrong. Yeah, Wolverine's a, awesome. Yeah, he's a great character. But I still, love Wolverine. In the X Men movies, it's like you don't need to focus on him that much. Like, Wolverine's like my second favorite X-Man, second only to Gambit, but that's just for me. Yeah, Eli, we really like Wolverine. We just say, in the movies, he just, in the movies, they just, in the Fox X-Men movies, they just favorite him. But anyway, back to, back to the bearded lady. I think they do favorite the bearded lady. Just I can see that. Bit. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily agree, but I can totally see where you're coming from on that. Yeah, so... But speaking of Wolverine, I thought that Hugh Jackman did a phenomenal job doing P.T. Barnum, even though it wasn't even close. He did a really good job with what he was given. Oh, you know exactly how it was like. Back no, then. but I've heard that it wasn't. It wasn't really. It wasn't accurate to what oh, actually right. happened. Oh, really? okay. I, I don't exactly know what the real P.T. Barnum actually did, but I know for starters he did not break out and sing songs. Uh, yeah. That's no one breaks That's out. That's why I said it's a fantastical. No one breaks out and sings songs. You don't see people walking down the street going, Oh, yeah. Just breaking out into songs. I break out into songs. Oh, yeah. I know you do. It's mostly Aladdin songs that you break out into. Mm -hmm. Mostly subconsciously, actually. You don't even mean to? Sometimes, yeah. Um, (laughs) Honestly, I should have expected that. But yeah, Hugh Jackman, I thought, did a really good job. If they had cast somebody... Well, mm, no. I probably would have... I don't know if I would... I would probably still like it as much... If Hugh Jackman wasn't in it, <laughs> but but mainly it's because of Hugh. For me, it's because of the songs and Hugh Jackman that I like the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, mainly, well, more of the more of the songs than Hugh Jackman, but still, Hugh Jackman's the best. Why are you having? I feel like we should, I feel like I should have more to say on Greatest Showman, but there's not really much else to say other than the songs are great and what else? Story, I think the stories are the stories. I think the songs are good. The stories. Good. Yeah, the story is good. That's, Characters are good. This, that's where this I movie's s- overall just good. It's no, great. I think, it, I, think it's, no, it's, I think it's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, It's kind of a chore for me to go and watch it. Why? Like, it's kind of, like, hard to get me motivated. Like, oh, we're going to watch Greatest Showman. Yeah, let's just go watch it. But when I watch it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is pretty good. And so overall, I'd give it an A. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably give it an A, too. Probably an A... Would I say A plus? Yes, give it an A plus. Give it an A, a, a or an A minus for me. Oh, really? Yes. I'd probably just give it, I'd probably give it an A plus. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. No, Make no, sure to like, no. comment, and subscribe. That's and enough. And we'll see you guys it, next time. Peace out, Panthers. Nope. That's a lie. Do not listen to him. You guys know what it's actually time for, right? Yes. The sponsorship. Welcome back to our second segment of the episode 9 of season 3. I had no idea where I was going with that. <laughs> um, yeah, welcome back to our review. Yes, welcome. Well, no, welcome back to our episode, but welcome for the first time to our review of Return of the Jedi. Okay, stop it. Okay, you're confusing the audience. Welcome back to our second half of the podcast where we talk about Last Jedi. Last Jedi, Return of the Jedi. Last Jedi's... <laughs> Last Jedi's Last Jedi's next Wednesday. Ooh. I don't know why we're excited for that, but no, we're excited for it. Not because it's a good movie, but because you guys get to hear our feelings on it. So mark your calendars. Next Wednesday is Last Jedi time. Whoop whoop. 
But anyway, today we're not talking about Last Jedi, we're talking about Return of the Jedi. Not much of a title difference, but who cares? So, Eli, do you, do, do, do you have a behind-the-scenes nugget for us today? Yes, I have a behind-the-scenes nugget today. And that is that during the production of the movie, George Lucas was fired due to inconvenience. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's not true. I was going to um, say. <laughs> well, there is a different Why would he get fired? Would he, to, would he have to fire himself? He's like, no, I want to do that sort of story. And the studio was like, no, we wouldn't do this story. Anyway, uh, the, the actual behind-the-scenes nugget is that the title... Return of the Jedi was not originally the title. I mean, it was originally the oh, title. Okay. Oh, I know this. Yeah, I know you know this because I told you. Um, no, you didn't. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, she did. Okay, go yeah. on. Um, what was it? Oh, so actually, it was the original title. Um, George Lucas in the script he wrote Return of the Jedi, and then some guy I forget who it was they saw and they went, mm, "This this is a cheesy title. Let's change it to something else. Make it more interesting." And then George Lucas was like, okay, how about Revenge of the Jedi? He's like, yeah, that's cool, let's go with that. And so, you know, they made the movie, blah, blah, blah. And then very late in production, George Lucas goes, you know, a Jedi would not take revenge. That's not the Jedi way. And so he changed it back to Return of the Jedi. And ta-da! That's how it is today. And I was going to say, why didn't George Lucas catch that himself? He should have been, at the very beginning, when that title was first pitched, saying to keep Return of the Jedi because Jedi don't take revenge. Like, what's the deal, George Lucas? Mm. Um, no offense, man. If he was, No offense, George Lucas, if you're listening. What was I saying? Um, blah, 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 blah. He... Yeah, and then there's actually some posters that were released that says Revenge of the Jedi because he changed it very Oh, that's that launch bay. That's that launch bay. If you guys are going to watch it and you're waiting in the line, you can see uh, the title called Revenge of the Jedi, which is supposed to be Return of the Jedi. Yeah, so there you go. Everyone is happy now. And I hope everyone's happy all now. skip off into the sunset happily. But I know. Return of the Jedi, the original endgame of the 80s. Original Endgame of the 80s. Yeah. This is like Endgame, but with Star Wars. You see, we <laughs> leave off on the ending of, you know, oh no, a character, one or, one or more characters died. And then how are we going to get them back in this epic two-part story? And then we come back in this one and we're like, okay, we start off, there's a time jump. And then we... Um, it's only like, it's, this one for only, it's only like one year. The Endgame is like five. We're sticking with the basic premise of there's a time jump. There's actually like 10 time jumps in Endgame. They're like, 22 days later, 5 years later, 10 years later, 12 years later. And it's like, okay. Mm, no, all it was skipping was, segments in all time? All it was was 22, epi- 22 days later, Easter 22 egg. episodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's 12 episodes. That's almost exactly the amount of episodes we had in season 1. But, um, yeah. There were 22... It was like a 22 days after Infinity War, then 5-year time jump. And that was it. Nothing else, Eli. So don't exaggerate by saying there was a 10-year time jump. So, but anyway, as you were saying, comparing it to the end game, to making it like Avengers and saying it's the Avengers end game of the 80s. It's called a hyperbole. Hyperbole. Okay, whatever. But like, yes. It's like an idiom, you know? Like, <laughs> language terms. But I on, learned that in fifth grade. They were very annoying to learn, but I learned them. But on to the movie, because I know everyone's been, I'm pretty sure some people have been waiting for us to talk to this 
talking about this movie. It's either this movie that they've waiting for us to talk about or Empire Strikes Back. Most likely Empire. Yeah, people are probably like, oh yeah, people like about Empire. People then. love Empire. Yeah, I'm just like, what's the dealio? Anyway. <laughs> um, what's the deal, yo? But, but okay, on to the movie. Why can we not get onto this movie? Like, what's what's wrong? Can't with get us? onto any movie today. Sorry, sorry. It's just like we said, we've had a busy day. But on to that. On, but on. I'm moving away from that. On to the movie. <laughs> wow, we're like four minutes into this segment. Okay, okay. The movie. The we're movie. Four minutes into the segment. We can't talk about the movie. Return. Okay, but on to return. Okay, on to return the Jedi. Yes, this is. Honestly, some some people might get mad at me for this, but this is the greater movie. Like, not it's not better than a New Hope, obviously. <laughs> it's not better than a New Hope, obs. But if I were to compare the two, if I were to pick which one would I, which one? No, not like that. But if I were to pick which one I prefer, I prefer Return of the Jedi to Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, me too. Or as many people nickname it, Empire. Because like you guys know, it's our top five favorite Star Wars films. Me and you guys, top three is where it's all the same. Yeah. And we agree on all three of those. Yeah. And also, I, mean, I kind of miss when we were di- when we disagreed on movies, because that's kind of fun. But still, it is fun to agree on stuff. But also, on Last Jedi, we're definitely going to agree. Mm-hmm. But also, yes. Um, but on to Return of the Jedi. What is wrong with us today? Um, Return of the Jedi. Yes, this is a great, phenomenal movie. Like I said, it is the end game of the 80s, which, yes, def- it was definitely the end game of the 80s. Uh, I bet um, Disney. I bet they tried to make Rise of Skywalker like the End Game, but no. Return of the Jedi is the End Game. Yeah, it's like the End Game without copying End Game. <laughs> like yeah. what Rise of Skywalker did. Yes, yeah, it's End Game. <laughs> As you guys said, it's End Game without trying to be End Game. So yes, that's 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 the fact. The facts, you guys. But still, like, yeah, it brings it, it brings our journey that we've been on with for a close. Remember, this is before the prequels, before those sequels, and before the Star. <laughs> Notice how I said those sequels, and then um, also it was before the Star Wars stories came out. So this is like the end of Star Wars, basically at that point in time. Yeah, because because uh, in like the '80s, movies would get a trilogy. And that's usually the normal. If a now movie was very successful, then it'd get a trilogy, and then. Well, yeah, well, like one movie. Yeah, yeah, you get a trilogy and then it'd be done. But then, but then occasionally, on occasion, there would pot, there would probably be a fourth film. Like for example, Rocky. Dun, 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 dun. No, I did the Mandalorian. It says not Rocky. <laughs> and also, Toy Story. We got a fourth film, which was not needed, but still, we will. Okay, we'll we'll get to that later. And also, Indiana Jones got a fourth movie, which was ugh. I don't want to even think about that fourth movie. But still, like, yeah. But okay, but like, like we were saying, yes. It, usually back in the day, it was common for movies to only get a trilogy, and that would be it. Mm. But nowadays, I don't know if they if they stick to that anymore. I think it's just, I think now it's just like you can, they go for as they go for as many movies as they want, and they yeah. How there. much it makes them money? That's what it is. They stop this. Like for example, um, the Despicable Me movies. The third movie did oh, not end in anything at all. I'm like, and I'm just like, if there's a fourth movie, I'm out. I'm not doing it. It didn't end things. No, it did not end things at all. How did it end? Remind me. It all ended off with was just like um, his brother um, running away oh, with the movie. That's right. There was no ending to the trilogy, so it's there's probably gonna be a fourth film. If there is, I'm out. I'm I not thought the minions it. were naked in that scene. They were just wearing white suits. Okay, okay, but back <laughs> oh, to return. Probably shouldn't talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> just forget I said that. <laughs> Men, okay, we're gonna do it Men in Black style again. Looking to hear. Back to Return of the Jedi. Um, so, like, yes, this is a great movie. Of course, Mark Hamill is always great as Luke Skywalker, and Harrison Ford is always great as Han Solo. Well, that's the podcast. I'm just kidding. 
Um, <laughs> that would be a terrible movie for the Jedi movie review. So yeah, what do you appreciate most? Of, what do you like? Not appreciate. Like most about Rise of. What do you like most about Return of the Jedi? <laughs> Which one do you want me to answer? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Sorry uh, that I said Rise of Skywalker. Um, what do I appreciate? You're asking what do I appreciate most? No, like. Oh, what do I like? Well, I like, you know, it's kind of like a um, uh, last day of school type feeling to this movie every time I watch it. It's like... Uh, you know it's the ending, and I think even back then when people watched it, um, when it first came out, it's like, you know, Mark Hamill has said this himself, he said, you know, it's like graduation day, you're also very happy, you're very happy that's over, but you're also kind of sad that it's over at the same time. Harrison Ford wasn't sad that it was over. He's like, yeah! Um, it's like- I don't think he was like that. It's like, um- He wasn't like, yeah, I'm ready to be done, woohoo, peace out, suckers. He should- I think he was actually just like, okay, no, I'm just ready to be done now. Like, man, Han Solo didn't die. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's like last day of school. You know, you're saying goodbye to all your friends. You're like, goodbye, Luke. Goodbye, Han. <laughs> goodbye, Leia. But you're not oh, <laughs> And goodbye, Leia. No, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. Um, <laughs> oh, no, um, you can say it. It's fine. We're not going to get attacked by it, by anybody. Goodbye, Leia. Okay, now you might. Okay, now we might get attacked, but still. Anyway, go on with what you were saying. Yeah, see, that's why I didn't want to say it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like you know, you're saying goodbye to all your friends. You're saying goodbye to Darth Vader. Well, he wasn't really our friend this whole time, but now he was at the very end. So you're like, oh, that's sad. <laughs> he wasn't our um, friend. He was yeah, our. Yeah, he bully. was the high school bully, exactly. Um, and then like ever. No, would you say that Emperor Palpatine was a bully or was it Vader? Emperor Palpatine was like, the it's it's like uh, the bully's dad. And then all of a sudden, the dad comes to school to see, to like for the final week to see um, how his son is doing, and the dad's just as mean as the as the son is the bully son. But then, okay, moving on. Um, in a metaphoric school scenario, I don't know why we're putting Star Wars in school, but um, <laughs> that should that should be a thing. That we're, we're it already is in a terrible set of books. I mean, they're not terrible. They're just you know for young writers. Okay, go on. Um, I keep saying um all the time in this book. Um, and then we'll do um, okay, and, and then on with, the, with the onward. Um, <laughs> I said um again. Okay, every time I say um, you um. Okay, say, go on with it, Eli. Come on, you people are waiting to hear what you have to say next. I don't know if people want to hear what I have to say next, but I'm going to say what I have to say next, no matter what people think. Yeah, it's like the last day of school, and you know you're saying about all your friends. It's just kind of you know like a like a. Uh, spring feel, you know, everything's blossoming, I guess. Why am I... No, this sounds weird. <laughs> Forget I said that. Uh, you know, spring, everything's blossoming. Uh, no, that's not what it feels like. It feels, you know, it's just, you know, just a general happy feeling, because, you know, it's over. This long journey that we've been on, it's coming to a close. I think it ends the, the, um, at this point in time, six movies thus far. Um, and it ends it, you know, really well. And it's not like spring blossoming. What was that? It's not. And also, Ratchet Skywalker basically copies this. But yeah, and that's yeah. Can we just leave it here? We don't need to have this double sequel trilogy about this nonsense. It doesn't even matter. But dude, if we didn't get the sequel trilogy, we wouldn't have had Mandalorian. No, I Cause think we still would have. We still. I think we still could have had Mandalorian without the sequel trilogy. But then, when would it, when would it have been set? After after episode six, it could it could have still happened. They they don't need. It's not really even tying into the sequel trilogy at all. 
if you think about it. Yeah, that's kind of true. It just kind of set after episode six, so. What does it take place? Five years after episode six? Yeah, five years after <gasps> episode six. That means Thrawn could come in. I already said this, didn't I? Yeah, you already <laughs> did say that. But okay, on with the Return of the Jedi. Why do we keep getting off of this movie? Okay, go on. Um, hold on. I'm picking something out of my eye. Okay, I'll go on with it. While he's doing, while he's occupied, I will say that this movie is... The reason why I put this over Empire, but not... The reason why I put this over Empire, well, the reason I put okay, first off, let me just say the reason I put a new a new hope over both of the over both Empire and Return is because it's just a classic. That's why I put a new hope at the top. And the reason I put Returns over um, Empire is because I like it when I like ending stories where stories where stories are designed to bring things to a close and close things out. I like stories like that. I I really like that. So that's why Endgame made it so high. Yeah, see, but I don't like when, they, when they'll when do like a big important character dies or something like that and then they make it really sad. I like, or like that. Or like when you go into the movie knowing that someone's gonna die at the end and you're gonna like have to watch someone die, a really sad scene. Like in Toy Story 4, the only reason I cried during that movie was because they were expecting to cry. Because they were like, oh, it's so sad. The script is so sad. It's the saddest script I've ever read. I'm like, and I go into watch the movie, and I'm sitting there crying in the theater, but I'm thinking in my head, this isn't really that sad for the ending of the yeah, movie. Yeah. I I the only reason I cried was because everyone was making me expect to cry. So, yeah. And then I, don't, I just don't like when I have to go into a movie and, you know, expect to, you know, be sad and stuff. And then this one, in with Return of the Jedi, it's not like you know, it, like it's just a set up in the beginning that someone's gonna have to die, and then well, Darth Vader dies, but it's not like they didn't like you know focus on it too much. John Williams didn't do like really sad, boom, like you know piano, um, <laughs> melancholy piano chords, um, so it wasn't you know like too sad. It was like you know, it was a it was like a good feeling. I almost said a butterfly wing. What is with these weird metaphors? Yeah, it's like spring it? blossoming. That was dumb. Uh, it's it's you know just like you know there's it's like, it's like a good feeling you know just going, ah we reach the finish line at the end so that's and it does a great job of you know closing out this movie. Uh, My one th little complaint that would have made it a little bit better yeah you're definitely going to disagree with me with this but is I think like that Tatooine thing. No, it's not that. Okay. Um, it's honestly that I feel like one of the main characters should have died. Someone and honestly. This hurts to say it, but I think it honestly should have been Han that should have died. I honestly sort of, sort of agree with what Harrison Ford said that Han Solo should have been the one to do make to make a sacrifice because it would have been fitting for his character. And I think that would yeah I think for me that I think that way maybe would have boosted it to number one is if somebody important other than Darth Vader died. That probably would have that probably would have been what boosted it to number one. That probably would have put it lower for me, because then, you know, again, it would have been sad. I would have, you know, like, <laughs> and then I don't want to watch, like, sad movies, because then they'll just put me in a depressed mood. Like, oh, just so sad. Um, if it's like a bitter, if it were like a bittersweet thing, then maybe, but, you know. I'd like it when a movie can make me cry, but I don't want to do it with an ending, because then it'll, um, you know, I'll be dreading it'll it be the a, whole time. It'll so. be a bittersweet I'm picky. ending. I'm picky with what I want with my emotions. Um, I am a teenager, so I get a pass. Yeah, I get a that's, pass too, because I am also a teenager. As we mentioned on our part two episode with Brandon, that if you are a man and you cried in a, like, like we said, if you're, if you're a man, yeah. 
If you are a man and you cried in the ending scene of Endgame when Iron Man died, you get a pass. But <laughs> if you were crying, if you cried watching horses w- run down a stream. <laughs> if you're crying watching horses um, drown in a, in a river, then there's nothing That's we can do not, for you. That's, That's you're on your own. That's not what he said. You need to get Brandon's analogies of inspiration right. He says. <laughs> That's what they're called, I guess. I don't know. Um, he says, if you're watching horses run down a stream, <laughs> then you don't get a pass. Yeah, then you're on your own. <laughs> Do you even remember what he actually said? Yes, that's what he said. Okay, Bra- okay, Brandon, text us after you hear this part and tell us what you actually said there. Well, that's it's- what it is. What did he actually say? Okay, never mind. Never mind then, <laughs> but still. Yeah, don't waste your time texting me about <laughs> something that you said. Never, never mind. Um, anyway, um... Um, yes, yeah, like yeah, like we said. If, but if you get, if you did, also men listening to this podcast, if you cried at all, I don't know if you did, but if you did cry at all in this movie, then you also get a pass. You are okay. Yeah, I guess. But I if, mean, you, but like we said, if you watch horses, <laughs> if you try at watching horses run down a stream, then there's nothing we can do. Who for are you. we to be authority on what men get a pass on for crying? I have no idea. We have no authority over that. I know we're. I'm 15 and you're 13. We shouldn't be having authority over that. Yeah. But we do anyway. But anyway, move, moving on. Um, that's the way I said that. But, like, yeah. Of course, um, we have Emperor Palpatine, who was kind of, was sort of built up in a way with, um, I mean, if we had the prequels, he would have been built up as a big threat even more. But if we didn't, but since, but, yeah, since we didn't have the prequels, then it wouldn't feel like that he was built up very much. But like still, you can you can buy that he's a threat. If we you can if even if we didn't have the prequels, you would still be able to buy that he is a really big threat. Yeah, because I'm sure he was threatening to the audience of 1983. Um, 80, yeah. So 19- then, when did Empire come out? Empire came out. I want to say 1981. I believe. Was a two-year turnaround for this one? I mean, I say, I mean maybe. Wow, maybe it was nineteen. Maybe nineteen eighty. I don't know. Um, what else do you have to say? What do you have anything else to add on? Like anything else about about your? I thoughts? just think that they did it right on how to end um, this amazing Star Wars, you know, journey that we have been on this whole time. Yeah, I agree. I agree totally. Like it's just it's just you know good how they how they did it. Um, it was great how they did it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, because they like you know, they caught us up in what happened last episode, previously on Star Wars, uh, and then they, um, so yeah, Empire Strikes Back came out 1980, and uh, yeah, it came, yeah, I just, I just looked, I just looked at it. It came out 1980, so each Star Wars movie there was a three-year turnaround, yeah. so that was a reasonable enough time to get everything written out and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it did, it did a good job, you know, closing it out, you know, helping us reach the finish line in a appropriate and, you know, satisfying manner. Um, and then you get Anakin at the end, who was changed later. Yeah, he, he, I forgot what he looked like at first, but, um, yeah, later, in, like, the re-edited stuff, they edited him to make him Hayden Christensen. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it looks pretty good, even though Hayden Christensen wasn't even born at that time, it looks pretty good. Because like, like, I forgot what Anakin was supposed to look like, but it was nothing like that. Yeah, I, no, I do remember that, though. I remember when we used to watch it when we were really little, I remember seeing some weird old guy there. No, no, no. It was, there was no weird old guy there. It was always the hating Christian Anakin. 
No, like the original version of Return of the Jedi. You watched the original version? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. No, because I think they remastered it in like 2016 or something when they made Hayden Christensen. No, because because when they redid like the original Star Wars itself, that was 1997, and the prequels with Hayden Christensen hadn't come out at that time. So I think they re they re redid it with Hayden Christensen in 2016. Okay. But also another thing about this movie, this isn't really a complaint, but still I know a lot of people complain that the Tatooine scene goes on for a little too long. A lot of people people complain about that. Some people think that like the. Tatooine thing, scene doesn't fit with not like go on for too long not like in Phantom Menace but like it's like the Tatooine scene doesn't feel like feels like a prologue like feels like it feels a little bit weird at, at in this movie because for some, it's like yeah it's like you, you go you're here for like less time than what you were for Phantom Menace Phantom Menace they did it awful Phantom Menace we spent way too long <laughs> as I've mentioned Phantom Menace we spent way too long on Tatooine but this one, they did it just in a, reasonable, in a reasonable enough time where we didn't stay there until halfway through the movie. Cough, cough, man, man, it's cough, cough. Um, but, but yeah, I think they did it better because we also, and also after watching Mandalorian Chapter 9, spoilers, but now we know that Boba Fett survived, but we don't know exactly how. Mm-hmm. Except for those comics and stuff that aren't canon. That aren't canon, but he's back officially in canon this time. Yeah. But we don't exactly know. We still don't exactly know how he got out. Mm. But, but, but I'm surprised that Cobb Vanth was... He, Cobb Vanth was in, a, was in a book that was canon. And then, and then oh, really? he made an appearance in it. Was it called Star Wars Aftermath? I think it was I think it was Star Wars Aftermath. But yeah, this is just like a just a really great, phenomenal movie, which is a great way to end the original trilogy on a high note. Which I like Revenge of the Sith. This one does a great job of closing out the trilogy, and and I think I think this obviously I think Return of the Jedi is better than Revenge of the Sith, but still like yeah, this is just a really great way to close out the original trilogy, and to at this time close out all of Star well, all of Star Wars that there was at the time. So people who are be- don't get mad at me because the prequels and the sequels weren't around yet. Yeah, the prequels were ne- the prequels were it sort of ish needed. Sequels were not. Yeah. But then again, George Lucas did plan out the sequels, so you can't get you can't really get mad at him for that. Mm, so yeah, there you go, everyone. That's our away. thoughts on the Return on Return of the Jedi, the true a truly phenomenal Star Wars movie, and sadly this marks the end of the original trilogy. Which is the best trilogy yeah. of Star Wars, and now we're moving on to the truly lackluster one. Which is, I wish it, I would rank the last out of all the trilogies, and that is the sequel trilogy. Sequel. I would never say that it's bad. Sequel. Well, there's, a, there's a, I would never say it's bad. There, well, there are a couple bad movies in there, but still, it's it's just really, it's just as a whole. It really I just falls. don't like it because it feels like it just copied the original trilogy. Yeah, it's just kind of as a whole, the trilogy just kind of falls flat. But we'll get there when we get when we'll get there on these next three episodes, which are sadly the final three episodes of Star Wars. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed. Watch, be sure to watch Eli at Hollywood Enterprises. Watch me at GB Studios. Both of us are on YouTube. Be sure to watch the um, Minecraft Madness and Hollywood Gaming channels as well, on which are also on YouTube. And thank, be sure to keep listening to this podcast. And peace, peace out, out Banthas. Banthas.